Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling to the Max. We, of course, are bringing to you 205 Live tonight. And once again, make sure you go check us out on W2Mnet.com, the place where you go find all your great wrestling needs. Trust me, the greatest place to go find everything when it comes to reviews, regular shows of Wrestling to the Max, along with Wrestling Unwrapped, and all the other great content that we have when it comes to the world of wrestling. And make sure we uh, also give a shout-out to Formula One mania.com and last word on pro wrestling.com we appreciate all their support want to give them some love here too and if you want to make sure you go and subscribe rate and review over there at wrestling of the max or if you love everything over at w2mnet.com hey just search out w2m network and then i'll get you every single thing and every podcast that w2mnet.com has to offer and trust me it's worth your time it's worth the effort because not only do you get wrestling you also get mma you also jump into pro football you jump into video games entertainment so much more so let me make sure we plug that let you guys know all about that stuff i am gary vaughn and along with me is your normal co-host for the show harry broadhurst good evening gary sean gary paul gary (laughs) i've had so many damn co-hosts these last couple weeks i'm losing track I don't blame you, man. You know, sometimes you that, that revolving door gets a little confusing. I mean, heck, last night I called you Paul on the Raw show. So, yeah, it, it happens. Uh, but, hey, I'm just glad we're here and, you know, excited to talk a little 205 live with you, Harry. Uh, and, you know, there's so much, you know, to get into uh. here when it comes to talking stuff, but really not as many matches to get into. So people don't come and, you know, kill the messenger. We're just bringing to you what they gave us. So if you love matches and that's why you watch 205 Live, tonight may have not been your show. (laughs) Well, given who the new figurehead for the division is, that's kind of not a surprise either. Yeah. So let's jump into that, Harry. Let's talk about that new figurehead. And that is Enzo Amore, who, of course, gets to be the opening act here. Uh, He comes down and really showcasing that new Cruiserweight title, uh, really, you know, bringing out who he is. And that's kind of a a silly, injured guy. Uh, I I was going to use another term, but I thought, yeah, I probably shouldn't use that term. Uh, I think the word... I, I I will use that term. I think the word you're looking for is douchebag. 
Yeah, thank you. Okay, that that's you know a, a lot more politer verbiage on it so thank you so much harry so yes he comes out and he is basically limping to the ring he is injured he's got his crutch and just making his way slowly and patiently but he gets in the ring and he addresses the wwe universe and says you know he is hurt he's really really hurt but unlike cedric alexander <laughs> shot at him he says he has never missed a day in his entire career and he's still here and also throws a few shots at the former cruiserweight champion neville uh make sure everyone knows that you know he has been there to you know showcase and be the guy to get people to watch 205 live he is the reason people are coming and checking out this show, the reason that, you know, he was on Raw and in the main event and why the Cruiserweight title was presented like that was all about Enzo Amore. Uh, but he also talks about the downfall and everything that happened post-Raw last night, which meant he talked about Braun Strowman coming out and taking him down, uh, basically pile-driving him and making him look awful. Uh, and so that put him in a bad situation, which allowed the entire cruiserweight division to come down and beat up on Enzo Amore, which was fantastic watching this video. I, I have to be honest with you. So he show, they show all that in the video package. And you got Enzo, you know, basically saying, look, you know, I am the guy. I don't know why, you know, everybody's so jealous of me, things like that. And that you know, really comes down to just getting the normal stuff from Enzo. But a lot of this extra stuff, Harry, I was okay with because it made sense. But it's just Enzo, and uh, I don't know. So, you know how we were talking about the fact that it seemed like a double turn last night on Raw? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the comment about his mother and looking for sympathy because of the fact that his mother was sitting at ringside crying while he was getting his ass handed to them pretty much confirmed that this is a heel turn for Enzo to me. Yeah, and especially the fact that the crowd didn't care. <laughs> not Well, not to mention, not only that, you also had his backstage interaction with known 205 Live heel, Arya Davari. Yeah, and that definitely is interesting as well. You know, that takes place later where you have Arya Davari apologizing to him, saying, look, I got caught up. You know, sometimes you get influenced and, and you get brought into that, you know, mob mentality. And he says, I got caught up. I'm sorry. You know, I want to be out there with you uh, later tonight. Uh, I want you to come with me, actually. I want you to come to the ring with me, all that kind of stuff. So it's very interesting that, you know, one of the bigger heels is kind of saying, hey, you know, I want to be friends with the other big heels. So you're right, Harry. That turn is definite, and it's right there in your face. And I I, I don't know. It's still, it's Enzo Amore. I still, he kind of annoys me, even though, yeah. I hate to say it, but the, the the most entertaining he's been in a while tonight. Yeah, I mean, really, he was entertaining. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the, Tony and I have had this conversation on the reaction many times before. The best heels are the ones that feel as though their actions are justified. That regardless of what they're doing, there is an end to a means for feeling the way that they feel. In this case, Anto's reasoning for feeling the way that he does about 205 Live and the Cruiserweight division in general is the fact that his mother had to see him go through what all he went through last night, either during Raw with the course of what the Neville beat down, and then after Raw with the entire roster attacking him after Braun Strowman's power slam. Mm -hmm. So, 
you can see the justification for feeling the way that he does for Enzo, but at the same time, he still comes off. He still comes across as such a condescending douche that you want to see him get his ass handed to him as well. Exactly, and it's it's definitely uh, obvious when the crowd, you know, while he's trying to tell this sob story about him getting beat down, them chanting, "You deserve it." <laughs> so uh, I got up to get. I, I got up to get a drink as that happened, and right as I heard the You Deserve It chant, I thought to myself, hey, a crowd finally using that chant correctly. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> I, I was in agreement with that, and, you know, it was it was pretty funny. So you're right, and, and you know, you mentioned this off-air. We, we kind of had a little discussion about Enzo, and you had brought up to me that you really feel like Enzo makes you want to come and watch 205 Live even more than you already do. And and I have to agree with that. It, it is because of the fact that he has that charisma. He also brings that side of the coin that I hate the guy so much at times that I have to watch him because I'm hoping he gets beat down. And that's kind of the old school way of doing it. I mean, and that's good, and I'm happy. It's working with Enzo, if you ask me. And, uh, sure. oh. Yeah, just as importantly too, it's it and it's a it's a point that Enzo himself raised. He puts eyes on two hundred five live because it's something that the division was sincerely missing, and that's personality. Mm-hmm. He is a guy that either the fans are going to love him because you saw there were still a bunch of people there that had the how you doing shirts, and there was a couple of kids who had the Enzo wigs on and stuff because he stopped and did the how you doing right to the little kid as he was coming down to the ring originally. So he's still going to have his supporters, though. But at the same time, there are also going to be those fans that are going to watch the show because they want to see him get his butt handed to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's the way he's going to be played out. And, you know, it just depends. I mean, there are still going to be those people who really like him just because of his personality, despite whatever he does. And I think he'll still be probably the best seller of merchandise no matter how long he is on that division, unless they really get a giant superstar to join the cruiserweights, someone that you can't deny his, you know, popularity. So the only, the only person I could think of that they have in the company right now that I feel would outsell Enzo and merch in the cruiserweight division would be a guy like NXT's Johnny Gargano. Yeah, that you're right. That's one guy that I think can really do it. And now, Let's hope that they present him in the right way when they do it, though. I, At the same time, I would hope that they don't waste Gargano in the cruiserweight division. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. Uh, they, I don't need to see that. <laughs> I need to see him on Raw or SmackDown. So, uh, Yeah, so you know, you get at that whole thing with Enzo Amore, and that leads on to the next thing, which is an actual match. Yeah, they have, they have a match here. Uh, Akira Tozawa takes on Tony Nese. And, you know, this is a pretty decent match. I like both these guys. I think they put on a pretty good show. Uh, Tony Nese, I mean, I know, Harry, I'm not usually on this show with you, but I'm a big proponent of him. I love Tony Nese. I, I think he does some great things. And uh, so he, he's a, definitely a reason why I like to come and watch 205 Live. And Akira Tozawa, of course, you know, he's Akira Tozawa. Why don't you know? How can you not love him, too? So I think this was pretty good. Uh, you do have Akira Tozawa winning. Uh, and at the end here, uh, Drew Gulak, who had came down to sit at commentary, decided to grab his megaphone and address Akira Tozawa and tell him that he is in violation of Gulak's proposal number three and seven. And, you know, he kind of goes on to tell him that, you know, 
you know, his PowerPoint presentation and all of that, you know, I needed, you know, basically it just goes on and on about, you know, the same stuff that Goulite likes to go on and on about it, but basically blast his for doing all the high, you know, high flying stuff, needless, you know, sheep, you know, that the people are watching this crap, all that. What did you think about this overall, everything? The match itself was okay. Um, I like Tony Nese, but I'm not completely sold on Tony Nese. And the reason I say that is having seen his run in Evolve, uh, mic- uh, microphonally, uh, personality-wise, he doesn't do much for me. I don't think he's a bad wrestler, but he's severely lacking in the charisma department, in my opinion. I understand you said that you were a huge fan of his, and by all means, feel free to support him as you're going to. Uh, to me... I think Akira Tozawa is one of those guys that kind of blends everything together, though. He has personality, and he is an excellent worker as well. So I'm glad to see Tozawa pick up a win here. And another person who I think has a very good personality on 205 Live and may actually be my favorite character on 205 Live right now is Drew Gulak. But in fairness, I have a little bit of a personal bias in there because I was a huge fan of his campaign for a better CZW. And this is basically just him recreating that on a national scale. Yeah, I mean, Gulak definitely offers something that's special for the fact that he does that. I know that I personally look forward to Drew Gulak's PowerPoint presentation every week. Yeah. (laughs) I do have a question for you, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Which one of Tony Nese's eight reasons is your favorite? I don't know. I really never thought about it, to be honest with you. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I don't know <laughs> sorry i thought i'd throw you with that one just a little bit but anyways uh, yeah, i i just i'm thinking to myself I, I can't even remember most of them so uh if he's throwing them out very much so it's his abs it's his abs okay because i was thinking to myself i know i missed a few 205s so i'm like i don't know i know he's making his, comments his eight reasons are his eight pack of abs that's awesome. See, I had no idea. I was like thinking to myself, I know I missed a few two two oh fives. He must have had this PowerPoint presentation, and I missed everything. Oh, but, that was another thing that I thought was cool was the fact that like um, Vic, see, I forget his name in the WWE. Vic Joseph, I think it is, the commentator. Yes, yes, yeah. I know him as Vic Travagliante because he's a product of the Ohio wrestling scene. So I know him as Vic oh. Travagliante, but. Vic Joseph, the commentator for 205 Live, was asking uh, Drew Gulak why he's okay with Tony Nese being such a show-off and being such a uh, – being so flamboyant when it comes to being in the ring. And then he basically said that Nice is who Nice is in the ring and outside of the ring. You just kind of come to accept it with Tony, which I think is also a nice little touch in regards to the Enzo Amore storyline as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I really know put that into place so that's right that's a good uh you know thing to point out for sure man you know uh you know and once again i mean i, I never talk about it but i think that guy does a pretty decent job too you know i i don't think i mean i, I know I, when i'm on this show i don't talk about it a lot but i think he does a pretty good job so i miss i missed nigel tonight though yeah well I, you know we're still trying to figure that out why nigel wasn't on the show um maybe but- Maybe you guys will have more news about this on the Thursday episode of Wrestling to the Max. I, I hope so, because I'm a little bang, worried. Bang. Yeah, bang, bang. Thank you. Cheap up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, I just want to say really quickly here, I, I'm in agreement with you about Gulak, all that great stuff. He's doing a good job. The one thing I will point out is Tony Nese. I, I think the reason I like him is he 
probably reminds me of some of those guys that I used to watch on WCW back in the day where they weren't perfect charisma. You know, their charisma wasn't great. It wasn't perfect. But there was something about him that just brought it to me. Oh, my God. He's Jim Powers. Oh, no. (laughs) You just compared him to Jim Powers. Oh, God. I haven't heard that name in years. Oh, my God. Would you prefer he be the renegade? No. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop name dropping crappy yeah. mid '90s no. WCW wrestlers because yeah. I could do this all day and we don't have that kind of time. We definitely don't. So we're we're gonna move on. <laughs> uh, so you know you get all that great stuff, and we probably get to my favorite match, which is TJP taking on Lince Dorado. What a fantastic <laughs> match! Awesome. <laughs> you can't four wait. and a half stars easy. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. I'm going to go through it really quickly. Uh, TJP shows up. Uh, and, and then, of course, Lince Dorado shows up. It doesn't make it to the ring before you have Rich Swan running down the ring right past him and beating the crap out of TJP until TJP takes off. So there you go. That, that's it. That, this is wrestling. This is wrestling. Sorry. Had a moment. All right. I'm good. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad you are. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so we can continue on with that situation. Lots of, you know, next episode, maybe you guys will have better information. What's going on there. Uh, so let's talk about with something that's really kind of interesting to me. And that's, you know, this whole Jack Gallagher thing, uh, and you know, what's going on with him and, uh, you know, Brian Kendrick, I, I just, was kind of curious what you think about that. And, and there yes are reasons. And no. mm-hmm, go ahead. Y- yes and no. And the reason I say that is because I, I, I love the psycho Jack Gallagher, the Jack the Ripper thing. I love it. Uh, Jack the Ripper trademark Patrick Ketza. I, I love the concept in theory. Him being aligned with Brian Kendrick doing it takes away some of the uh, prestige from it for me because I feel like while Kendrick is vital in bringing out this side of Jack Gallagher – I don't think that Kendrick or that Gallagher needs Kendrick here. I think this is more of a way to keep Kendrick relevant. And in the long term, I think that's going to hurt Gallagher. Yeah, I, I I guess I could see your point on that. I mean, I, really, honestly, if you ask me, I think we may be on the same page. Gallagher needs to be on his own, having his own thing. He, he's got to prove it to us that way. Kendrick cannot be tied to it only because of the fact that you're right. I mean, it doesn't mean as much because Kendrick's going to leave him alone and it's not going to feel right. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm still kind of weirded out by Gallagher being a, you know, a heel. I, I still, uh, in theory. Yeah. But I think the execution has been really well done so far. So I'm willing to give it a chance and see how it plays off inside of the ring. Cause remember we haven't seen him wrestle as Jack the Ripper yet. Mm-hmm. What you'll get chance to next week when he takes on Cedric Alexander. So, and what should be a fantastic match if given proper time. Yeah, let's just hope that uh, Lindsay Dorado is not out there. That makes it short. So, uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, you know, Neville, uh, you know, gets an opportunity here to have a match against Arya Davari and Enzo Amori as, of course, in tote with Davari. Before we talk about the match, can we talk about the pre-match promo by Neville? Yeah, go ahead. What did you think about it? Uh, confirmed babyface turn for Neville to me. 
And the reason I say that is because Neville says that he is he was in his right frame of mind when he did what he did on Raw, and that he knew exactly what he was doing because he was standing up for the prestige of his of his belt and his division. He may be a king without a crown, but I don't think there's any question that Neville is the end all be all when it comes to athletes two hundred five and under. Yeah, yeah, I, T, mm-hmm. yeah. T.J. Perkins has been. T.J. Perkins had a great run in the Cruiserweight Classic. Johnny Gargano had a great run in the Cruiserweight Classic. Rich Swan and Akira Tozawa have both been Cruiserweight champions before. But when it comes to this particular show, to 205 Live, the reason people were watching before Enzo Amore came over to the division was Neville to see just what kind of badassery he would be up to for this week. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Neville was the biggest star on 205 before, of course, Enzo showed up, too. And, you know, you wanted to see, you know, how much of a jerk he was going to be, how much pain he was going to put the rest of the cruiserweights through. And so it was a nice touch. And now him flipping to the other side and being this baby face and at the same time not being a bubblegum baby face he's still yeah. got that angry neville part of him but yet not losing his edge yeah he's not losing the edge and he's defending his cruiserweight division and you know after he defends it who knows he may go back over and you know fight the the evil fight but right now he's more concerned about taking out this guy who's making his division look bad and I appreciate that. And it's, once again, we talked about Enzo making you want to come watch the show. I'm still coming to this show to watch Neville, too. I'm not going to lie. I, I, so, Oh, absolutely. I've said this many times before, that if you think about it, all three people that have been helped the most by this brand split happening are on Raw. The Miz, Braun Strowman, and Neville. Yeah. Yep, you're right. And... Definitely, you know, uh, a reason to to prove even more why you would want to go watch 205 if you're already watching Raw. So, right there. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, we have this match with Neville and uh, Davari. And this was, you know, uh, interesting for the fact that you did have Enzo being a big distraction for Neville. Of course, Neville wants to get out of the ring and (laughs) worry more about Enzo than Davari and tries to beat up Enzo. But, you know, that gives Davari the upper hand through some of this match and really allows Davari to showcase a lot of offense, which I think is a positive thing. I've really enjoyed Davari, too, to be honest with you. I think he's a great heel character. I think he's a talented guy, so I've you know I, was not against this. I like his brother a little bit more than I like him, but at the same time, I think Ari is coming into his own. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, he may not be perfect charisma uh, with charisma, but I still feel like he's got a lot to offer and a lot of growth to give us. And you're right, he's kind of f- grown into it. I feel like him aligning himself with Enzo will do nothing but help him with his douchery as well, though, because of the fact that Enzo is so hated by a vast majority of the audience now that Arya will get over more by association. Much the same way how we just talked about the fact that we, oh, I think that Brian Kendrick is going to hinder Jack Gallagher. I think being aligned with Enzo Amore is going to do nothing but help Arya Divari when it comes to his standing and believability with the casual fan because of the fact that, oh – He's with Enzo. Okay. All right. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I think it works as long as he doesn't get too far into left field where he's doing the chicken dance and things like that. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, if, if he if he starts doing that stupid Enzo strut, I start turning off my network when he's on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's hope he uh, takes some good things out of what Enzo's giving and not everything. Um, that post match beatdown, though. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and you know, uh, of course, just to let everybody know, Devil did win the match with the Rings of Saturn, so. You know, in case we didn't tell you that. But yes, the, the, but more importantly, is this beatdown? Enzo gets in the ring, of course, after we have Davari, you know, losing this match. And he beats the crap out of Neville with that crutch. And it, with a flurry of punches, pretty much leaves Neville there. And you have, of course, the referees and all that taking Enzo out of the ring. But, I mean... You know, Enzo once again is trying to prove his point that he's the top dog, even though he's in a way not. It's it's really kind of funny. Is it just me, or did th- some of those shots look a little snug? Mm-hmm. I was wondering. I was thinking this guy looks like he's enjoying it too much. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not even necessarily referring to the crop to the crutch shots. Crotch shots. That's what I meant to say. Oh, of course, absolutely. Yeah. I. I well, I mean, it was that is how he won the title after all. Seg- exactly. <laughs> Segway. But um, the the I'm not even referring to the crutch shots. I'm actually referring to the mounted punches. Okay, crotch shots, mounted punches. Yeah, this has gone completely off the rails. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but anyways, no, the mounted punches by Enzo. Some of those looked especially snug, and I think that in this division, Enzo has to bring more physicality because he can't hang aerially. He can't hang hold for hold with these guys. So he's basically going to have to beat the crap out of them. You're and exactly right. Mm-hmm. Size-wise, he matches up relatively well with most of them. Yeah, Neville's more cut than Enzo is, but they probably weigh about the same. Which is true. But, I mean, when like you're saying, when it comes to skill in the ring, Enzo is not there. And... Uh, <sighs> Yeah, honestly, he's probably at the bottom of this division uh, when it comes to in-ring ability. Uh, but think, mm-hmm. think Cena's Thugonomics character, not the greatest in the ring, but his physicality carried the character. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Yeah, and you know, and honestly, this is okay. And the reason it's okay is because we need that diversity on this show. We don't need everybody just flying around. Absolutely. I worry about how it's going to align with somebody like Gallagher because I think Gallagher is going to be doing that brutal physicality in regards to his in-ring style now as well, though. So we'll see how that ends up aligning once we see Gallagher in the ring in a singles match next week, as you mentioned, against Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right, and that physicality is going to be okay, though, because he's still going to have tons of holds. You know, Gallagher is going to bring a lot of holds to his offense, even though he is going to be doing a lot of striking, a lot of violence. Um, so, I mean, I, I think you'll still have that diversity. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Enzo Mori walks into the show standing tall, walks out of the show standing tall, leads us to still want to hate him, still want basically uh, makes us want to come back next week. So, and I think next week will be a really interesting show. I'm really, you know, looking forward to seeing what they do. So, but yeah, uh, that pretty much wraps up 
205 Live tonight for us. Uh, we've, you know, of course, had a lot of discussion here, but you know what? There's other great shows that we like to do that gives you more great discussions when it comes to reviews. So make sure you go check out W2Mnet.com to get all the other great stuff we do. And of course, don't forget Formula1Media.com as well as Last Word on Pro Wrestling.com. Both great supporters. We appreciate their help. Uh, also, want to throw out this too. Uh, make sure you go subscribe at Wrestling to the Max or the W2M Network, whatever one you choose. Uh, but if you go to the network, you'll, of course, get not only just this show, you'll also get Wrestling Unwrapped and another show that Harry's a part of. Um, before we get out of here, are we going to do ratings? Oh, we are. I'm sorry. I will see the plugs, I guess, since we're already on that, and then we'll do our rating and we'll just get out of here. How about that? All right. That's fine. Um, yeah. In addition to listening to me help uh, – Help Gary with the Raw review last night, and then he sat in for Sean for the two, for the SmackDown and 205 Live reviews tonight. Uh, I have a show every Wednesday night. It's recorded here on the W2M Network called The Kickoff with myself, Stephen Er the Third, and Brandon Biscabing as we discuss all things related to college and the NFL. This upcoming episode of The Kickoff will tackle the elephant in the room, and if you've been watching football this season, you know what I'm referring to get our takes on everything that's gone down thus far this season with it and our personal opinions on what should and shouldn't be happening. That's this week on the kickoff here on the W2M network. Yeah, but definitely. I'll be tuning in. I'm really kind of curious all the opinions that you guys are going to share about that. And, um, you know, it, it also makes me think that that's where Nigel was tonight. He probably knelt down and just couldn't get back up. So just throwing that out there. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I, had to throw, I had to say it here. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, go check out the kickoff and all our other great shows. Uh, really hoping you guys tune in. Well, we are going to give that rating and Harry, I mean, this is a show that, you know, once again, wasn't really wrestling heavy. What did you give it? See, it wasn't wrestling heavy, but I don't think it needed to be tonight because of the story that you're telling, the overarching story of the new cruiserweight division at being as it is. I actually really enjoyed tonight's episode of 205 Live. I gave it a seven. A seven's a pretty good number, and I'm right there. Uh, I, you know, I, I usually like to watch the cruiserweights because of the matches, and you know. For the most part, it's really a big selling point because you're not having a bunch of talking. But I think a lot of the talking here did make sense, like you're saying. So I'm happy with it. I think I'm going to go with six and a half. I think a seven's good, but I think that you know it probably could have used maybe three good solid matches and you know or at least one really short one, except just the beatdown that happened with Rich Swan. So I think six and a half is fair for me. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, once again, we appreciate everybody for joining us. I've had a lot of fun. This has been a blast and we hope you guys tune in next week and for all our other shows until then, I am Gary Vaughn. He is Harry Broadhurst and we'll catch you guys down the road. The following podcast is a W2M network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts. Plus, news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chamba life is for everybody. So go to ChambaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChambaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.